I was trying to be Yelp Elite for a really long time. Yo, I remember those days. Those were the best what is days. The, what, what is that? What does that even mean? It basically makes you powerful. Yo, <laughs> David was leaving some of the, the meanest reviews ever. I remember those days. <laughs> it was so great. It was like I was living in Crown Heights, so there was like a lot of places that white people hadn't been yet at that time. Mm-hmm. And you get like basically you get extra points for being the first to review stuff. So I like <laughs> review like the local Jamaican spot or like the barber shop. <laughs> and you'd be like, "Yo, half the menu wasn't available." Uh, four stars. Jerk chicken yeah. was amazing. Four stars. Yeah. yeah, that's my that's my review of every Caribbean restaurant I've ever eaten in. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's but so basically what happens is that like because then restaurants will like literally like if you leave a bad review they'll like contact you and be like hey can you come and eat again like you won't have to pay like you know please report <laughs> the review or like this is not the same this is, so this is actually recently one of my friends in business school there's a restaurant she was going to that she really liked it was like this korean barbecue place mm-hmm. and it was new and the guy hadn't really had that many customers yet and so because she always went there he basically told her she could go contact like eight of her business school friends and we'd all eat for free just because that's like write Yelp reviews. Yeah. It was literally, I'm at the restaurant and the owner of the restaurant is like manning the Korean barbecues like for us, taking all the food. We could have anything we want on the menu, all the alcohol we want, all of it for free. Oh my God. So basically you held this restaurant under Yelp blackmail. And yeah. then you went and ate one meal, literally, forgot about it, and this this ruined that guy's life, probably. No, I still haven't written that Yelp review that I promised, but, like, oh. <laughs> one of these days I will. All right, welcome back to the Receding Hairlines podcast, a mostly sports podcast from three guys who enjoy barbershop debates and analytics. I'm Sarge, and I'm currently in Las Vegas looking at the Vegas Strip and thinking about all the hasty sports bets that I'm going to make and lose. I'm Hutch, and I'm remembering the last time this happened for for Sarge and how we came really close to making a lot of money. We were so close. (laughs) So close. So close. I'm Fabo, and I'm wishing I had disposable income to be betting on sports. Uh, you'll get there. I, I believe in you. I believe in you. But Hutch, last time we were, uh, last time I was in Vegas, I came on a guy's trip, and I took what? Well, you sent me what? About two, a uh, couple, 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 couple C notes, and it was it was March Madness, wasn't it? All the yeah. you wanted me to bet. So what? Yeah, from your perspective, I'm I'm curious from your perspective, not in Vegas. How how did that how did that all fo- uh, unfold for you? Um, so I can tell you, it started off really bad. I mean, it started off really bad. I was really <laughs> mad. It was more so I was mad that mm-hmm. they wouldn't let me bet because they knew that I was right. Because I was like, I'm taking Kentucky versus UCLA because everybody thought UCLA was going to beat them because they because Lonzo had beaten them in the regular season. So this was, was like, what, no. like two years ago. Yeah, with Lonzo. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was two years ago. I remember okay. that vividly. And then, so I was like, fine, I'll just put two separate bets in. Made those. Then... I knew that Oregon, this is the year Oregon went to the Final Four. And I was like, I have a really, I have a feeling they're going to be Kansas. But I didn't want to bet it. Passed on it. <laughs> they beat them. I was like, and the sad part is I had them in my bracket. I had Oregon beating Kansas in my bracket. Mm-hmm. So you didn't see, find. if you, but if you're going to write it on the bracket, if you're going to put your, your entire reputation as a man, 
and as as a Jamaican on the line and a sports fan. Also that. If you're I don't, gonna, know, if I, don't it, I don't know about all those uh conditionals that you added. No, but, no, okay, no. Sure. all that when when you fill out a bracket, like everything that you've ever done, I feel like you put down on that page. So if you're gonna put the, <laughs> if you're gonna put down on that page, why not bet it? If you knew so what made you think Oregon was gonna be Kansas for the bracket but not but not in real life? Because Kansas does this shit every year. <laughs> Literally, you're like, oh, wait, they have a bunch of NBA players. Oh, they're going to lose to a completely uh, – granted, though, that Oregon team ended up having two NBA players and a G League player. No, three yeah. NBA players and a G League player on their squad. So, wait, they had Jordan Bell and who else? Who else? Tyler right? Dorsey and um, Dylan Brooks. Jeez. And he's a, he's on Memphis. He's good on Memphis too. Like, yeah, not so good, like, but like, but yeah, he's he's, he's an NBA player. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, he'll he might collect another check. Tyler yeah. he's already done in the NBA, but that's neither here. Yeah. Um, yeah. we ended up losing because South Carolina decided that they wanted to be Florida. In the Yo, NBA. I remember that. I, who was that? He plays on uh, he plays on Phoenix now. But he was on no, South Carolina. No, no. He plays plays on on the Clippers now. And there he gets Dorian well. Yes, him. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That dude plays. That dude played then how I play now as a thirty plus dude. Like <laughs> it, it was like not a lot of quick cuts and fast twitch. It was just like angles and like shoulders and and core work. <laughs> a lot of a lot of core. And then he had like thirty seven points again. Yeah, I, was, I remember that vividly. Yeah, and he was playing bully ball at the age of like twenty. It's just like, yo, what's gonna happen when you get older? <laughs> right, right. He was, he was. He, I think he watched a lot of Paul Pierce tapes, basically. He was looking up. like Ron. He was looking like Ron Artest on the Lakers <laughs> as a college kid. It was just like, it, oh my goodness. But yeah, we lost that. That was a really bad beat because they were winning and they decided, you know what? Eh, we're good. We're good. We, don't, we, don't, we don't want to score anymore. God. How many bad beat stories like that where it's like, I did all the research. Like, clearly I am right, except all these idiots on the court or on the field didn't do what they were supposed to do. Like, how many bad beat stories like that do you have? Oh, I have a bad – my worst one that I can remember recently was Duke, Rhode Island, in the tournament again. This is uh-huh. last, last year's tournament. And I had the over. No, I had the under. Under of, like, 154. Duke blows them out. So I'm good. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're Gucci. Like, they're not scoring anymore. Like, they're running out the clock. Mm-hmm. Duke puts in their walk-ins. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> they start chucking threes. Yeah. And one goes in. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Why yeah. did this happen? Why? I remember, I remember I went to a game at the University of Kentucky, and they did that. They put in their walk-in. He shot the three at the buzzer. And then, literally, they went five minutes after the game, like, Put out a release like actually no that that shot did not count like purely just talking to gamblers but I I, I was I wish for you that that no that they had. <laughs> I have a bad I have another one from this weekend that's not going to happen but I was hoping I was hoping that they would resend uh, Osaka's win because oh, definitely has a read. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like oh god this is bad and we're that's watching perfect. it live we're that's watching perfect. it live and I'm just like oh my god this is over. So you you watch it you watch the U.S. Open final Fabo you see that a lot too. Um, I was in Spain at a wedding, so I was. Yeah. Okay. Well, just well, just stunt on us then. Why don't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just you know. Okay. Well, you had you had three or four tapas toothpicks hanging out your mouth. For so for for us poor people, we, yeah, that was I. So I had never gone from 
I am 100% sure what is going to happen at the beginning. I was like, Serena's going to win. There's no contest. To I'm 100% wrong about what I thought was going to happen. Like, Osaka took her in straight sets and basically broke tennis, I feel like. Like, what? So you actually having money on it. Like, what What was your thoughts going on as that was going on? I shot going in. I was just like, why? I was like, yo, Serena looks washed. Like, she kept, she kept. No, because she kept. She, like, it was just the power. The power of her, like, her returns was just, yeah. Serena couldn't keep, she couldn't, she could not, like, match it. And it was, like, if Serena was, like, 30 or 32, maybe she could have. But, like, in, like, as she's getting older, she, she would have to, she would have to beat it with finesse. And then when she started imploding, it was just, like, okay, this is, but, but this can is. you be, can you be washed in the, in the final of a major? Like, yes. is that, is, Yes. I, okay, Fabo, Fabo, can, I, I need you to weigh in. I disagree with that. Like, I feel yeah, like, there you go, he, I win. You know, you want an example of somebody watched? No, I'm She's been in the final of the last two majors, right? Like, Serena, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know about you, Hutch, but I watch tennis <laughs> very regularly. Um, and Serena, it's like, she never really loses most of the time she beats herself. And like, so, unforced errors, you mean? Or she yeah. has so many unforced errors. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I think it's like, you would need a much, like, it would need to be happening for a series of times where you're saying that she's watched. I feel like she's clearly still working her way back. She's not fully there yet. Yeah. And Osaka's really good. Like, Osaka, I mean, I don't know what the betting line was prior to the match, but even, like, like my mom is someone who watches tennis. The way I treat basketball is the way my mom treats tennis. Like, mm-hmm. mom, like has a secret Twitter account, like, arguing with people about tennis. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so... And she was like, from the start, she's like, yeah, Osaka has a really good chance of being straight. Like, like Osaka has been rising for a while. She beat her at the last tournament they where they played each other. Like, yeah. she, she's pretty much she's like the future. So but can I can I ask a key question, which is why didn't you give that information to Hutch before he put down his bet on Serena? Because he didn't ask. He should have asked. <laughs> um, that's, that's your mom. She, I, now we need to go find this yeah. uh, burner account. What a bad sentence. You should. You really should ask my mom. <laughs> it was just but more it, so. I was doing it for the culture. Um, but that's she's representing for the Caribbean, though. You saw the picture of her mom and dad from the nineties. Yo, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> uh, with, the, with the fubu fitted, with the oh, with the fubu snapback. Yeah. yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I love it. It's fantastic. Um, well, I heard should, she secured yeah. the bag though. I heard she secured the bag. Adidas. Yo, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there, there's gonna be more deals. She's gonna pop up in like an Aquafina commercial or something. And we're, I mean, we're have no idea. Here's my thing. She just got 8.5 mil a year. Oof. That was like 8.5 a year. Yeah. That's crazy. Good God. That's more money than she's made in her career. I mean, she's scared of the bag. Yeah. She needs to she needs to break Serena off a little, little piece. Right. Now, that's, that's what she, she does with Serena. By actually, she needs to send me a little bit. That's actually what she needs to throw some money to. She needs to send you what, what, one unit, one unit, or one and a half units? How, I mean, what does she owe you? I mean, I would gladly love, I would gladly take what that bet would have paid out. <laughs> oh, you want the winning? You know, you get your bet back. I feel nah, like. I want the winnings. I want the winnings. <laughs> Have either of y'all ever been to a tennis match? No, no. never been. Never. So I went this. I, like, I went to the U.S. Open match, like the first, like my first in-person tennis match ever. Wait, is this is is this Fabo establishing himself as like Hollywood Fabo on on this <laughs> podcast right now? So yeah. you came back. You came back from Spain. You went to the tennis match, and then what happened? 
Yeah. Uh, shout out to my brother for the free tickets. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to the plug. <laughs> but nah, so I went to, no, th- this is before I went to Spain, but yeah, so it was weird because it was like, it was one of the stranger sports experiences I've ever had, right? Where I feel like in most sports, in most sports, if you, if you're watching it, and you have nothing at stake, right? Like, you're just watching, like, a random Nets versus Hawks game or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the instinct is that whoever's the underdog, that's who people tend to cheer for because they right. want like, the underdog win, right? But tennis is completely different because it's like everyone cheers for the favorite. Like, <laughs> that's terrible. Like, no one ever – I mean, I mean that's what we saw, like, the Osaka thing where she's, like, getting booed at the end and she's winning. Where it's like in any other sport, if it's like a Cinderella story, like upsets the champion, like people cheer, right? Now, like, I'll say, but 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 that said, I, and I do agree with you. That said, if if UMBC was beating UVA, and all of a sudden the ref just stopped the game and gave UMBC six points, I feel like people would people would start booing. Yeah, just, no. just yeah. So that I, so we'll put an asterisk on that. But I do agree with your point, though. Yeah, and so, like, so that was, like, one of the weird things was just, like, being at this thing where it's, like, everyone is just cheering for the better person. Like, the match, <laughs> match I was watching was, like, it was Nadal versus, I forget who was Nadal was facing. But like, Nadal was down early, and it's, like, no, everyone was nervous. And when Nadal's coming back, like, literally no one wanted the, the guy who was the underdog to win. And then the second thing that was weird for me was that, once again, I feel like at other sporting events, like, if I go to a baseball game or a basketball game, by the end of the game – you know, if something good is happening for whoever we're collectively cheering for, it becomes, like, it's group high fives and people are hugging and, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, at te- it was like, no one talked to the person that you only spoke <laughs> to the people you I mean, here's the thing, though. As crazy as that sounds, like, that's exactly what I would expect at a tennis match. You know what I mean? It's, like, super elitist behavior. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. What is this like small brown minority doing challenging? You know, you know, <laughs> I bet somebody probably chanted like all players matter when the doll is down or something like that. Like, get <laughs> Kaepernick a standing ovation though. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You got I missed that. Ovation. I missed that. So the tide is turned on that, I guess, huh? Yeah. Did y'all get jerseys? Did y'all, did y'all buy the, uh, the black and white, uh, Kaepernick? Did y'all catch it before it sold out? I didn't even know they were selling them. Yeah. Them jerks were on sale for about, like, four and a half minutes, and then they were gone. So, basically, I'm not woke enough to, to get to get a Kaepernick jersey, I think, is what is what the app determined for me. I was going to buy some Nike stuff, but, you know, my funds are kind of low. <laughs> How are you just got a Kaepernick jersey for free? Because <laughs> I get I, – things are free, things are discounted, I'm there, but – I can't, pay, I can't pay ticket price. So wait, wait, but Hutch, like, let me let me check in back in with you. Like, how do I get a free Kaepernick jersey like your brother? I don't know. I just saw him send me a picture, and I was like, how do you keep winning free stuff? Oh, he just, he straight up won a sweepstakes? Yeah, he won, like, some Instagram, like, contest. I, you know what? Randomly, I, I've won four radio contests in my life. I feel like... Four? Yeah, I feel like that's that's probably more rare than getting struck by lightning twice. How? I am, is, this, is this like the call in, be the eighty seven caller kind? Yeah, exactly. I've won like four of those. You serious? Yeah. Now I'll tell you the big the biggest part of that. You if now for any of our younger listeners, there used to be phones that were connected to the wall, 
And so what we, <laughs> we called them, we called them landlines. And so some of those landlines, you know how when you end a call on an iPhone, it's like three seconds where the iPhone's like, okay, hold up. Let me, let me cleanse myself of that. Okay. Now what do you want to do? Like in those three seconds, landline phones that didn't exist. So I could just call, call, busy signal. Yo, first of all, somebody's listening to this who has never heard a busy signal. So first of all, but secondly, you get the business in there, you hang up, you call back. That's within a half a second. So I, I was just very diligent. It was literally just hard work, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. That's, I think that's how I won those. What, what were the prizes that you won? What were the prizes? So one time I won $92 because it was 92.1. <laughs> so they just literally, they just wrote me a check for $92. It was pretty cool. Uh, it was like, I, I think probably was the most money I had seen up to that point in one place was $92. Like, cause that was, that was like sophomore year. So then I won, uh, I just won like, I, so I want to, I want to just say what it is. So it's called a Buddha sack, but the DJs at the time, they were called the Buddha brothers. So they, so basically they, it was literally all the free stuff they had in the radio station. So it was a radio station pencil, uh, uh, a Monifa CD, um, not Monica, wow. but Monifa, which wow. was clearly some promo person has just dropped off. Um, <laughs> wow. I, I got a long sleeve radio station T-shirt. So basically, I look like an intern. So it was like everything that we give for free to the interns that I got for calling you. Um, another time, I won, uh, I won $64. Uh, so that, they just give away money, basically. And then last time, I won some tickets to, you know, like, so, so y'all are from New York. So when y'all think of Summer Jam, y'all think of Summer Jam, capital S, capital J, all the biggest acts that exist. So I'm from Virginia, which is not New York. And so we also have Summer Jams. And what we get is like the Tony Kukoc, uh, like the Vladi Divac, but on the Lakers, though, you know, like Lakers, Vladi Divac. Like we get those level acts. So I, I got I got them. I got tickets to that concert. So it was like 15 acts, but like nobody was good. Okay. So that's say, what you win on radio contests. I'd say that I'm pretty elite at winning Twitter contests. Oh, so what, what have you won? What have you won? Because I've won zero of those. I've won two pair of I've won two pair of signed sneakers by Gilbert Arenas. Yo, I almost won one, but I had you the wrong answer. This? Yeah, you know, I remember that. Baby, baby, you don't remember this story? Were you on Twitter I, at this time? What did you have to do? He would like he would ask a random question. Like one time he asked, who was the key player? It was, it was in the 21, 2011 finals. He was like, who was the key player during like, um, one of the games when Dallas took over and it was Yamahimi? And I was like, Yamahimi. And he sent me a pair of, uh, phone posits. Yo, that's crazy. And then he sent me a pair of, um, Jordan Sixes like the week later. And then he was like, yeah, you can't win anymore. I wonder if I could find those DMs still. Cause he said, he sent them himself. I've won, I've won tickets, I've won cell phones, um, I've won a bunch of stuff. Good lord, yeah, I got I also know how to find, like, if someone's trying to, like, if, like, someone's trying to, like, sell a ticket or get rid of a ticket, I know how to randomly search for those things. We, I, I feel like you need to transfer that information to the group chat, so that, <laughs> not, like not for me, not for me, but for the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if I see something that is, like, yo, like, if someone's like, yeah, they're giving out these things. I will Twitter search and set notifications, um, so therefore, like I can get notified. Like, so I can get notified. 
That's ridiculous. I'm really, really good at I, I'm I am elite level. I can search at an elite level. <laughs> <laughs> you can put you that are, out. You can put that. You want to put it? You are all all conference at googling things. Yeah, yeah, man. All conference. Yo, first <laughs> team, all defense. <laughs> um, yeah. That is my skill. That is my skill at life. You know, I, else was, uh, you know who else had the quality of being first team all defense? What's up? Andrew Bobinum. <laughs> He's back. He's you know, back, apparently. All right. So, uh, real quick, Andrew Bynum at, what, 30, 31, something like that? Yeah. Is uh, making, make, trying to make a comeback. And he has one grainy Instagram live video. Oh, there's making, a video? Yeah, yeah, there's a video yeah. of him doing the George Mikan drill and just making mad oh, layups no. consecutively. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Fabo, what, what was your first thought when you saw that? When you saw that? When you, when you saw this Chris yeah, Williams, I was like, "Hey, is it a shot, right?" You wouldn't have <laughs> the no, answer bro. is no. The answer is no. The answer, the answer no. is always no. Like a minimum contract, you wouldn't you wouldn't invite him to training camp? Yo, no, no, because what's he going to be good at? Um, I don't know. He used to be good at a lot of stuff, right? He's shooting, <laughs> shooting threes in the video. I mean, when's the last time you played? When's the last time you played competitively in an NBA game? What, 2011? 2012. The last time, the last time he played competitively, I believe he was kicked out. He took his jersey off, and his body looked like mine does now, with zero definition, not one ab. Like you can't come back from that, Fable. I'm sorry. Wait, what's the last time he seriously played NBA game? The time that he decided he was going to take out JJ Barea? No, it was after that because he got uh, the Sixers. Oh, no, right. but when, when the, the bowling Sixers. video came out, when he fell, he play, when he fell. The bowling videos. He had to play with the Sixers? Yeah, he, he, well, he never played. He got hurt. So his last game yeah, he, action was peeling his jersey off to reveal his right, deadly body. Yeah, you might be right, actually. <laughs> yeah, he played, he played, no, he played 26 games in 13-14. It wasn't very good. Wait, for who? For Cleveland, Indiana. Do you not remember the Hibbert they added Bynum and uh, Evan Turner. Oh yeah. Do you you know what you know what's so funny to me is that some kid in Indianapolis said the phrase "Twin Towers" in reference <laughs> to Roy Hibbert and Andrew and Andrew Bynum. And I, I have I no somebody did. They were like, I "Yo, either either they said we got the Davis brothers back or the Twin Towers." He played two games for them, so I hope not. <laughs> I have concerns. With that yeah, kid, he was, he was so young. Y'all know in forty nine states it's basketball, but this is Indiana. You you know that's what they say uh, in the Indiana. Did, did y'all know that? Yeah, I, I believe I believe I've heard that once or twice. Now you guys, as as Nick fans, as New York residents, how do you I, guys hate Reggie Miller. I hate Reggie Miller. <laughs> I hate Reggie Miller. I hate Reggie Miller. Yo, can yeah. I tell y'all a secret? You like okay. it? So no 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 no. So, uh, in, in, uh, in a few years ago, I used to work for a brand. I'll, I'll just say I used to work for a brand and we were going to do a program where we were going to bring Reggie Miller to New York to be heckled by New Yorkers and then refurbish a basketball court in the city. So you guys, as New Yorkers, what, how would you guys have taken to Reggie Miller just showing up in Harlem if you knew that? Behind that was going to be a refurbished basketball court. I, I've always we, it never got off the ground, but I've now I've never got a chance to ask anyone this. I would have probably still been really mad. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, 
I can't. Would you have brought rotten fruit and vegetables to hurl at Reggie Miller? No, because you know what? That costs money, and I'm not wasting any money. <laughs> also, okay. I'm scared of being arrested. That too. I'm really not going to jail. Like that's, <laughs> that's fair. Good on that. That's fair. That. That's fair. You know, you you. I, I ask these questions as though as though we are not black. Yeah. Know? So that you know what? That's that's my fault. It's not so much the jail part that scares me as it is like the process of getting arrested. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like jail's fine. Like jail, jail. I'm just that seems safe bars, and secure. Yeah, <laughs> jail means jail means I lived through the arrest. Yeah, exactly. Quite frankly, jail means I'm protected from 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 the white cops. Yeah, exactly. So I'll figure out what to cut out of that. Um, <laughs> I kind of like it though. Uh, okay, Fabo, I need Hold I need up. to ask you. Oh, what's up? Uh, related to other NBA news. Did you Westbrook knee surgery? Yeah, man, that's not that's not good. So what? Can you can you tell me? So I've been walking around Vegas and I got the I got the Yahoo Sports notification, but like, is, are there details? Like, what was wrong with his knee? Why are we only finding this out in September? Like, are there are there details behind the story yet? They said it's a safety. Uh, it's like a precaution. Basically, they were like he was going through preseason warm up stuff, and they just they didn't feel right, so they precautionary. They just said let's just have surgery right now. Is that only reserved? Are there people who are not athletes out there who are just getting surgery just kind of because they feel like it? Is that is that only reserved for athletes? Yeah. 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 Did right? you did you like was your high school because you played sports in high school, right? Yeah. Was your did you have like a good trainer and like did your high school have money basically? So here's the deal. So I went to I went to one of the bougiest high schools in my area. So we had we had a trainer who he was actually on the team in '96 that went to Atlanta uh, for the for the Olympics. So he was you know so we had we had a trainer like that. Um, so yeah, so we had a trainer, but what we didn't have was like facilities or like a training program. So we would just kind of go lift weights just haphazardly. Yeah. But but we but our ankles would be taped amazingly so, so so that that's where we were that's where we were with it so yeah so like my i mean i went to boarding school so it was pretty bougie so we had really good athletic trainers mm. I, remember, I remember in junior high like as a sports fan in junior high when players would get injured i always feel like the players are soft and how are they getting injured this much and then when i went to high school where it's like they checked on you medically yeah and out all these things that are wrong with my body i was like oh like I guess this is why sometimes. Yeah, no, I feel like you and Hutch, as Jamaicans, were like, "Oh, you guys treated your bodies like Fred Sanford's pickup truck, where when you're an athlete, you treat your body like a Tesla." Where, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have broken bones to this day that I did not find out were broken <laughs> into college. Which bone? I have a I have a broken wrist that they were like, "Oh, those are sprains." And after like two to three years, it was just like, oh, let me go to the doctor again. He was like, nope, it's fractured, and you basically have no shot of ever getting it fixed. But you can still throw that two seam fastball though. The the, the wrist injury did not impact that. Yes. No, because I have two I have two hits. Thankfully, what? wasn't what? thankfully what? not on that one. Oh, thank God. Okay, okay, thank God, because you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Physics and like inertia and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think it works. Um, yeah. On the Westbrook thing, though, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bring his, us back. Thank the you. Contract, the contract hasn't even started yet. Like this no, it has the, not. This would be the first year of the five-year deal, right? Yep. Oh, the the, the big money. So yeah. it's like 
35, something like that. I don't think any of these contracts are going to work out. No, zero. Like, zero. none of these big con- like. I mean, I think the only way it works out is if is if Apple, if Amazon, if Hulu or one of those gets into the game of broadcast yeah. rights, and then and then they they take the cap up again with a big influx of money. I think that's the only way it could work out. Because Mike Conley what, makes thirty million dollars. It's not, and Mike Conley's about to be like ten million dollars less than everybody else. Yeah. But like in the grand <laughs> exactly. scheme of things, it makes sense. But like, yeah, it's gonna be a problem. Because if you're a team, I, I guess it's always that question of. Do you just like you know what? Like we're fuck it. We're just gonna take the L, and because we just have to keep him. Because if we don't keep him, we can't replace him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I that's think so. kind of what you gotta do. Yeah, One I board, agree. That's the answer. I totally agree. So okay, so I I just pulled up the uh, top five salaries in in the league, and what what I'm pleased to report is that we are past the cap spike. So for the most part. All the people who should be making the big money are making the big money. And what I want to what I want to throw out right now is, can you guys guess the top five salaries in the NBA for 2018-19 going into this season? Uh, LeBron's in the top five. Steph, LeBron is tied uh, for number three. Steph is there. Uh, Steph is number Davis. one. Steph is number one. Anthony Davis. No, no, Anthony, Anthony Davis is not old enough. He's not old enough. Did, Correct. Anthony Davis is not oh. has not cracked the eight. Doesn't have a deal. No, John Wall Actually, Wall Anthony Wall Davis, Davis is number twenty-four, and John yeah. Wall is not in the, not in the top five. Yeah, John Wall will start yet. Um, it's Russ, it's LeBron, it's Steph. Yep. Um, oh yeah, Russ. Russ is number two. Yep, Russ is number um, two. Hold on. You said Bronze tied for three, so that means somebody that signed a contract either this year or last year. AD. Yep. No, no, KD is not. KD didn't, didn't get his. Uh, he's not. I don't think KD can get his. Uh, what's about it? His multipliers, yeah. Yeah, you're right. KD's number eleven. He is yeah. at thirty. He'll be thirty million flat this year. Thirty, thirty-one and a half next year. Al Horford. Al Horford is close, but he. Al Horford is number thirteen. Gordon Hayward. Gordon can't Hayward. Gordon Hayward is number six. Actually, Paul George. Paul George, because Paul, Paul George signed George. such a he did, but still number nine. So I would tell you. No, 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 no. Now I want to play this. I want to try no, no, one no, more time. Say, can I give no. you one hit? Okay. No, give me one guess. Can I get one more guess? One more uh, guess. Uh, what did you say? James Harden. No. James Harden is number eight. He starts next year, I believe. Um, <laughs> wait. Um, Actually, wait, you're wait. right. You're right. Yeah, James jumped from 30 million this year to 38 next year, so he'll he'll be he'll be on the list next year. Yeah, uh, Kyle Lowry. Ooh, good one. Kyle Lowry's number seven. Damn it! <laughs> Outside. Okay, I give up. I give up now. I give up. Damn okay, it. you were you were dead right with signed his contract this oh, year no, or. Demar, Demar's not in the top five. He is number fifteen. He's number fifteen. Yeah, because he signed this before, like the super duper cat. Wait, exactly. wait, he signed his contract. This, wait, who signed it? Who, uh, wait, oh, Chris Paul. How do you forget about Chris Paul? Chris Paul. Paul. Chris oh. Paul. Number. Chris Paul is tied with LeBron for number three, and then I I'll tell you the the last guy, number five, who you're never going to get. Except I will. The hint that I'll give you is that it makes me unfathomably sad. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, <laughs> number five. <laughs> number five. <laughs> yes, Blake Griffin, sadly, on my Detroit Pistons, not giving us top five production whatsoever, but giving us top five stand-up comedy in the NBA. Oh, and that that's be right. 
That's right. He signed a five-year deal with his full maxes. Exactly. Oh my goodness! And then got yes. traded. He put, they signed. He signed his deal. They put his jersey in the rafters in they the Staples Center. History Month presentation. And then ninety days later, they were like, "You know what, Blake? You actually, go to Detroit." Which, listen, I feel for him because to go from LA to Detroit, which that's that's not fair. That's not fair. Even if you're making thirty-one million dollars, I don't see the issue. So we're we're at forty-one minutes. So is there any? Is there? Any, so I I'm down to talk about Jason Maxiel or anything else you guys had in mind. Wait, 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 wait. What did Jason Maxiel do? Oh, Let's talk about it. <laughs> oh, what did Jason Maxiel do? Well, Jason Maxiel, aka former first-round pick of my Detroit Pistons. He recently told a Yamla Van Zant, oh, oh my God. As, as he's attempting to fix his life, now how dare you make a joke, he told a Yamla that he has slept with 341 women. And by the way, he was married the entire time. So, here's my favorite thing about this story. What's up? My favorite thing is that, like, this is not like Wilt and he's saying 20 that like, <laughs> to say that you slept with 341. That means like, that's a very specific number. That means he took a great accounting. You're exactly, you're exactly right. Well, we know he has a, a career in other things after basketball. <laughs> so here's all the headlines. I did a quick Google, right? Every headline is okay. like, Ex-basketball player Jason Maxiel admits he slept with 341 women and mm-hmm. cheated on his wife. And it's like that was like an after, like that was like an after effect. Like, oh, by the way, he also cheated on his wife. Hey, they could right. have been a, a, a over marriage or something. It could have been like a Karolinko situation, except she gives him like. <laughs> 341 free passes. I don't think my wife is down. I feel like I could negotiate one free pass if like. If she killed our dog, but <laughs> wow, three hundred three hundred and forty one free passes. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone has that negotiating power. Why was he keeping counts? <laughs> you think he can name them all in some sort of long DMX style? I feel like he might have. A, he probably has like a diary with them in there. He might. Have, he might have. A, he might have an app. Uh, just one, oh, I can't wait for that Apple Note, for that Apple Note Twitter apology where he names all 341. We got to scroll like four times to the pictures. <laughs> 341 is like, I don't even know if I, have I spoken to 341 women in my life? <laughs> if you go back, what did you, was your high school, was your high school co-ed? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like. I feel like that's gonna be a good bump there because it's like there's no pressure there. I think I have been to a lot of school. Yeah, you've been to a lot of school. So yeah, you have. But like I'm so confused. Like maybe this is just me. I just I want to know like what what was going on there. I love that it took you 14 seconds to just search for out answers and 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 even find that question right now. I, I have no answers for you, by the way. I heard that the clip of him admitting the number is actually pretty funny, so I think I will. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, I'm I'm about to press play on this clip right now. You know what? I'm gonna turn the volume up. What do you think of that? <laughs> Can I hear this? By the way, Jason Maxwell is in the college shirt where it looks like it looks like the collar has been fried like bacon. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. You need a mama hug. <laughs> you need a mama hug. <laughs> Throwing balls around way too long without by yourself. Come on. 
Okay, Iyama is giving him one of the deepest hugs I've ever seen in my life. Which, by the way, I think makes her 342. I'm not sure, but... Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Every time you're with another woman, you abandon you. Yeah, 341 times. Every time you tell another lie, you abandon you. Okay, that got real dark. That got real dark. I'm going to hit pause. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. And the two things, I was about to say, did you have any week one football thoughts? But no. No. The Max Steel <laughs> one was just so much better. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, I know what to talk about. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he, like, broke something. And, like, he probably tore his ACL and was still out here just falling. Wait, can we, can we talk about how he got the full-on Paul Pierce D-Way treatment? He got carted off, and then not, not 12 minutes later – was was walking back taking taking warm up warm up throws like what is there where what's the line on like clowning people for that and not being like yo you weren't hurt <laughs> i mean if you come back in the game i guess i guess man i i don't know if you yes if you lead your team to a 23 point comeback then you weren't that hurt and you're you're whack for getting on the but he hasn't practiced this week he hasn't practiced this week Alright, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Which reminds me, I need to go get a new quarterback because I'm not trusting him this week. Yo, how that uh, how that Matt Stafford, man? He's due for a bounce back. Shout out to the Lions. Yeah, he probably is, but I'm good. <laughs> he looked so bad. Fabo, the, I would love to get any week one observations from a non-football fan who was not even in the country um, while the game was no, going on. I just on. think everything about the John Gruden thing seemed hilarious. The fact that he created a uh, a defensive player that everyone seems to think is great, and then his team's defense is terrible, and they were kind of like, yeah, <laughs> it would have been better spot in this game. We could have had a good defender to kind of break through. The, the, the so wait, wait, real quick, Fabian, do you, do you? So Khalil Mack, you have no idea like who he is or what what he's about, right? I have no, I wouldn't know him if he was sitting next to me. Okay, well, just just so you know, in week one, aka three days ago, he put up a fumble. A forced fumble, a forced recovery, an interception, and a touchdown on defense. So he's not only is he supposed to be that good, he's that good. So to take it one step further, there yeah. is a pretty decent shot that Khalil Mack ends up being a Hall of Famer, right? Like, oh, it's like it's, for sure, it, for sure. Is a non-zero chance, right? right? So the goal, the goal typically is to acquire guys that end up in the Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> 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 and not to trade them in their prime. So for, for draft picks, for draft picks that ooh. you hope end exactly. up in the Hall of Fame. Best case scenario will be as good as that guy. Right. So yes, yes, that's what they did. Yeah, that sounds like a reasonable plan. <laughs> like it's like it's ideal. You're like, yeah, you know what? Best case scenario, he ends up in the, in the Hall of Fame. My God, my God, it's it's almost like the Knicks giving up on Carmelo Anthony, a future Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? It's not remotely compatible. <laughs> Don't do it. I can't wait until Carmelo's averaging 12 points this season on like 39% shooting. And everyone's like, yo, I can't believe he's done. How dare you? How dare you? I'm, I'm a cape for, I'm a cape for Carmelo right now. That's that fine. Fool, he gave us, he gave us, uh, he gave us Olympic mellow. He gave us hoodie mellow. He gave us, you know, honey nut Cheerios, which 
not technically him, but you know he's related. Like then that was hilarious. You know what? What, so, what could Carmelo do? So are we going to talk about the fact that like Melo, like this, what's called Olympic Melo, is like vastly overrated? No, let you know what we're already at fifty one minutes. Let's let's save that. Let's save that. No, you might as well. You're gonna get this take. You might as well take these five minutes to get this take. Okay. All right. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get let me get some blank space. Okay. Go. Finish it. So, People keep talking about this whole mellow, like Olympic mellow thing, like acting like he wasn't terrible in 2016. He was awful. Like they could not play him. He was unplayable. So it's this whole like, yeah, we just want to see Mel- like Olympic mellow. Like Olympic mellow's been dead for a while, guys. Uh, he's been dead. Man, no, man. It's for the country, man. It's for the country. For the culture, it's literally. It's like, yo, he shot under 40% in the Olympics, like at, in 2016. <laughs> They literally couldn't play him, like, in late games. You forget, like, they took him out. And for all all the Olympic mellow, oh, my God, oh, my God. We have nine points, 14, 31, 12, 10, 7, 7. Fatality. Like, like, he wasn't good in 2016, like, Olympics. So they expect him to, like, so, yeah, he reverted back to Olympic mellow 2016. He did that. He sure played like that, like. That was your expectation. Thanks for listening to episode five of the Receding Hairlines podcast. Episodes are now available on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you listen uh, to your podcast. If you're enjoying the show so far, please give us a five star review to help more people discover it. Guys, you got anything else to add? I can't believe we've done five episodes already. Me neither. Wow, right?